What's up? This is a special edition of Marsha's Plate, where we review the show Pose on FX. All right? Uh, what Diana say? Don't call the doctor. Don't call the mama. Don't call the preacher. Welcome back to Marsha's Plate. Make sure if you join the conversation, you hashtag Marsha's Plate and pose FX. Um, we're going to cover a lot of topics. This episode was really deep, um, heartfelt. So if you hear us talking about anything and you have something to add, make sure you hashtag us. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. We are under... M-A-R-S-H-A-S-P-L-A-T-E. That's M-A-R-S-H-A-S-P-L-A-T-E. Hashtag us. We don't care if you agree or disagree. We just want to hear your opinion. So, you know, come join the conversation. Brandon, what you got to say? Hey, everybody. We're back and we are discussing episode three of Pose tonight. Um, it started off, uh, I enjoyed it, it started off with Ricky and Damon uh, at a ball, and Ricky was actually experiencing, well, he was actually, um, it was his ballroom debut, actually. His ballroom debut, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he came and got him a piece, He baby. got scared, though, at first. <laughs> he, he was. He got scared, but Ricky, um, Damon inf- influenced Ricky, go ahead and get him a piece she of this said, ball. come on, you my husband, baby, go out uh, there. You and my a- mama ain't gonna let you get in my house if you don't with no Avengelista, Avengelista, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Blanca is only gonna get the girls in who are winning. That's so I right. thought that was really, really cute. He did win his first, no, he didn't win it, he won runner-up, He got right? first runner-up. First runner-up, which is still winning something, you know, participation. You didn't get chopped, and it was your first time, so hey, I'll Good take job. it. Good job. Take <laughs> it. Do you remember your first time walking a ball? I got chopped. You got chopped? Why? Well, it was... I didn't know what my category was. When you first start to... When you first start to walk balls, at least me in particular, um, I think a lot of people, you're kind of looking to fit in somewhere. You're looking for a category mm-hmm. that, that that's for you, that you feel... Not only that you feel is for you but that you can excel at you get right. what i'm saying um you know and and I, I would have people say oh you should you should try to walk this or you should try to walk that and you know categories they like it would be like schoolboy ruiners pretty boy ruiners, all these just whatever and so whatever they think you whatever are. they think yeah right. and then so I, I i remember i i i went out there i didn't know what i was doing i had no idea like anything i just walked out there like okay and I got chopped. And I was just like, oh. And then they were like, how did you do? I said, oh, well, they said I got chopped. And I didn't know what the what. <laughs> You didn't know anything. I got chopped, so that's it. And they're like, uh. oh. And so then, you know, eventually, you know, I found what worked for me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Were Ricky, you nervous? Extremely nervous. Mm-hmm. Like, well, because you, oh, God, like, you just. You're ooh, in front of everybody. To be critiqued. Yeah, to be critiqued. And picked apart. Right. And by the most cattiest of the most cattiest of the most shadiest of the most shadiest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and if they see something wrong, they're going to call it out. Right. Right. In the moment. Yeah. And then I learned that you can get shade, you can get chopped, and, and, and even if you bring it, 
exactly how it's supposed to be done just because it's, it's, that's the, what it is. It could be politics. Mm-hmm. It could be... There's so many things that it could be. But when it comes to debuts, Ricky's debut was much more smoother than mine. Mine, mine, I, it didn't do anything to my, not self-esteem, well, it couldn't affect my self-esteem, um, but it didn't make me feel any kind of way because the reason I got chopped was kind of for me in my real life kind of positive. So the the category, I, my, the first ball that I walked was in um, 2003. It was a Balenciaga ball in D.C. Oh, okay. Oh, love. <laughs> <laughs> it was super, super packed. Um, and the category was Bring It Banji. Oh. Banji Realness. And so <clears throat> I wasn't Banji. Like, I, he tried to, he really just forced me to walk. And he tried to banjo me up by giving me an EBT card. Like, literally an EBT card. <laughs> I mean, that could be a cute prop. Yeah, to like, pull like a at, prop. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I I didn't really look banjo. I looked kind of big. Oh. <laughs> so, I got chopped because it, was, it wasn't it was banjo enough. You look at, and you, that's what he you said. You look too sickening, girl. He said, you real, but you not banjo, baby. Yeah, uh, you're, you're not, not banjo. It's no shade. Yeah, it's no shade. And so, I didn't feel... It, 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 they acknowledge you real baby, but you ain't Banji. Right. Okay. And that was like, okay, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. So that was my first time walking and um I got my tens, but I didn't I didn't get past whatever that was. Well you didn't get chopped, so that's that's saying yeah. more than, than me. Yeah. So they was like, mm, no, nah, baby, come back whenever. I said, okay. I said, <laughs> but then the next time I walked, I got I got beat by this. I was like, I don't know how she be me. And that happens too. I was like, what? That happens too. And it's probably her Judy's was but on the panel. No, no, no. It was because she was in drag. Oh. So what I didn't know is if you don't have like a rack rack. So I've been having titties, but at the time I didn't have like a big ass rack. It just was like, you know, cute somethings. And they were like, I was going to have to walk up in drags. And I was like, but I didn't know I should have been offended. Mm-hmm. I didn't know because I didn't know anything about a ball. So I'm like, oh, well, okay. I oh, just naive that. fish. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> like, okay, I can walk that. Okay. And so I wasn't painted enough. That's what they said. Mm. So the other girl, she was painted. Oh, like, yeah, you drag. Gotta, yeah, you got to be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't painted enough. I highlighted like, and contoured and this and that. Because I'm a woman, baby. <laughs> And that's what it was. It was kind of weird. I don't, what? Yeah, <laughs> I, but I didn't know. I didn't know. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But then I it, didn't it, know the it's culture. Like, yeah, and it's a whole, it's a whole nother, a whole nother, like, layer of world. Like, right. Underneath the veil. You right. You know what I'm saying? And then, yes. it's like, things that, like, certain, you know, like, oh, I, I'm everyday fish, or I live a, a, a this type of life. None of that stuff is really valued that much in the ball world. It, right. It's all about, you know, it, it, uh, emphasis on you know, girl. Right. We need you, bring it, girl. Yeah, realness is still beat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so can you be done and be d- real? Be done and real. <laughs> Not just plain Jane and real. Can you right. be done? Be can you be girl. done and real? Um. So after so Ricky Ricky won the ball. So the next scene we that they do. Oh, it's kind of heartbreaking for me. Is so you come in and Parnell and the um. 
Pray, pray tell. tell. I'm sorry. Pray tell. Pray tell and the school teacher, the ballet teacher, the dance teacher are coming in the elevator and they're coming up to the medical wing of the hospital. And I guess it's the HIV wing of the hospital. Right. And it really gives you a look back on how far we have come in the fight against AIDS and HIV. Because exactly what you saw when you come into this ward of this hospital, bad, you know, soiled clothes, um, bloody sheets, bloody sheets and dementia and just people leaving the food out, out on the, the, before don't bring it into them because they were so scared of HIV. Mm-hmm. Even the nurses, because there was not enough education about it and there was such this fear around it. The nurses were even like, oh, I don't even want to come in there with him because he's got the disease and I don't know if I can get it or not. So he got the virus, baby. You know, he got the virus. So I don't want to get that. I don't even the nurses. Like this is what like if you notice it wasn't any doctors in there, it wasn't even any nurses in there and oh you know, i just i just realized that realized it was kind of right. like abandoned serial killer haunted hospital type stuff or, like, like dawn of the dead yeah like <laughs> apocalypse hospital like i just yeah. really, like there was no type of pe- anybody uh-huh. official yeah no nurses yeah. no nothing yeah because mm. they still were scared and so uh, oh god um I just thought, I, I love the way they showed the parallel between the teacher who was not in the life mm-hmm. and Praetel, who was in the life, coming to see people that they care about. So it it, it, sh- it kind of gave you a glimpse that this this didn't just affect gay folks. Mm-hmm. It's people who were connected to them in their life. And so the scene when she was talking to the um to the guy, he was dancing and he ripped out his um mm. his IV Mm-mm. and whoo, it was that it, whole scene. It was like, gosh. <sighs> yeah. It was like when he rips that out, I cringe a little bit. I'm like, ugh. And then it's just like just oh like just the whole how they just really let you see how it, it deteriorates. Yeah, you just wither away into just, and they and you can't do anything about it. Yeah, there was they all you had to do was watch them mm-hmm. waste away, and, yeah. and just physically and mentally. Yeah, because like, it's not just oh I'm getting skinny mm-hmm. and I'm feeling sick and I'm weak. It is literally one stage of it is dementia. Like it, your mind kind of deteriorates. Yeah, and so. Just seeing that and understanding how far we've gone and how blessed we are in this day and time to be a little bit more advanced, a little bit more educated and understand that it's not, you know, it's not a death sentence. It's not it's no longer a death sentence like it was back then when they didn't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that he was. um, When Praytel left the hospital, he went and talked to um, Blanca and Blanca was like, yo, come on, don't be treating me. We know kid gloves, like, let's have a conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he was like, how can we get close? One of the statements that kind of rung true, he was like, you will meet somebody and fall in love with them, and then t- oh, oh, two weeks later, they're in the hospital. Right, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was like, what? Like, it was like, you know, you get like, that's what it was. It was like, oh, my God, I met this amazing person, and then boom. 
like there at the ward. And then it, and I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, what? I, when he said that, I'm sitting there like, what would it be like to to be a gay man back in this time? And that really be my mindset, like, oh wow, Diamond, I met this guy, he's so awesome, blah 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 blah. But I mean. He may get the virus and be dead. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, have or that. you don't think that you just you, one day he yeah, ca- you call like, him and like, what's going on? He says, I'm in the hospital with pneumonia. I have the virus. Or don't tell you that. And then you may have the virus. It, so I mean, many, so many different it's things. So many scenarios that could be like you find out or you don't hear anything. You don't hear anything from this person and y'all had hit it off. And then you find out from a, you at the pier one day and they say, oh, you remember that dude? Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, he passed away. Oh, he passed away. What did he pass away from? He had the virus, baby. Bye bye. And then what if you play some risky games? And what if, you know, it's so many layers of what ifs and layers upon layers and problems of within certain, problems. certain things that could have happened. And so it just was a different time. Um, All I know is I was sitting there the whole time during that whole scene just mm-hmm. like, I'm glad I don't have to, this is not my mind frame. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have to, like, worry about literally somebody dying right. a month or weeks or any, like, I'm glad it's a lot different now. It's yeah. a lot better. A lot better. We've come leaps and bounds. If it's one thing that this show was bringing me, it's gratitude for where we live right now yeah yeah because i the whole this being gay back in this time i'm not feeling it yeah it's kind of late Mm -mm. um so the next thing is the next thing we see is stan and angel so stan which is the client the john oh that's the john's i keep his name is every time i write my notes down i just write john John. (laughs) (laughs) all right john (laughs) it is john so john has finally has finally gotten angel her keys bitch as it should be she secured her motherfucking bag as it should motherfucking be baby get your things and we all know there's some girls who luck up like that, but that is not the norm. They right. <laughs> they, they, they will sell you the sun, the moon, and the stars. They baby. will sell you the sun, the moon, and stars, but everybody is not a Stan. Understand that. So Stan had the means to go to his his boss and say, "Hey, I need an extra. I need an advance on my on my salary mm-hmm. and get enough to take care of her." Absolutely. But every nigga who wants to take care of you don't have the means to take care right. of you. Right. Understand that. That's number one. And every nigga who wants to take care of you really don't have the intention of taking care of you either. Don't so care. So if that much. so if they actually start putting their money where their mouth is, baby. Mm-hmm. That's some. Mm. But he really went above and beyond. He went and got her apartment, got her all the fixings, got her a VCR, got her. He uh, said, "I about to make sure my Puerto Rican, my Puerto Rican goddess baby is exactly comfortable. is comfortable. <laughs> I ain't even got this pussy yet. That's right. But <laughs> I, I know it's good. It's gonna baby. be good. It's gonna be good in that new apartment, too. right? Because we connect fully furnished <laughs> that I paid for. So finally, they go in the apartment and they finally fuck. Right. I thought that was a sickening scene. Only part that I did not like is that he did not look at her." Peace. One time during that girl, sex scene. Angel is not here for her extras, baby. That is T.S. Diamond, <laughs> no, girl. <laughs> no, it is not about extras. It's about knowing a client. A client is not with a trans woman pre-op and ain't into the piece. Even if they don't want to touch it and feel it, they're going to look at it. 
like he did the first time she got naked in front of him. Talking about it, it ain't that small. It ain't that small. Right. So uh, a motherfucker gonna look at the piece, at least look at it. His eyes didn't go down there. Lies. <laughs> Kills so, me. No, you're gonna look at the piece, darling. That's that's the point. <laughs> so I thought that was I thought that was interesting that he didn't look down at her piece. Um, you feel so special, like that girl when a client does what the fuck they say they gonna do. Right. <laughs> When you really have finessed this motherfucker into doing what they said they was going to do, it makes you feel so loved. Right. Don't it make you feel loved? Well, it not only makes me feel loved, but it makes me feel, it makes the person so much more sickening to me. Like, Yes. It, it makes oh me. Oh, my goodness. Like, if you ever want to have a sickening ass session with me, do what you say you're going to do that is love. Yes. Do give me the money you say you was going to give me. Don't nickel and dime. If I say bring me some vittles, you bring me some vittles. If I baby. say I need this, I need this, and you do it, baby, I'm going to give you the moon and the stars right back. Right. <laughs> you ain't even going to have to ask me. It's you just going to come. Ask. I'm just going to make the love come down. Yeah, so... Mm. You can come inside me. So, yeah. Baby, come inside me. Uh, yes. Girl. Inside. <laughs> what song is that? What, I uh, think you're about to go to, ooh, you make my No. But you talk about come inside uh, you and stuff. Girl. Wait, who is that? No, come inside. Oh, that's Minnie Rippleton. You can come inside me. I was thinking about, yeah, you make my right, love. Right, I'm like. Come <laughs> down. Ooh, you make my love. Come down. This way you put the song in. <laughs> Come down. Um, yes, but I went into Rennie Ripperton. Right. Can, I'm thinking about HIV. You can come inside me. <laughs> about to get it. Because <laughs> baby clients don't mind giving it to you. <laughs> so, so I thought that was interesting because I, I, I know when I'm, if a motherfucker gave me an apartment, the keys to an apartment, he done paid for it for a year and then furnished it, baby, I would feel like the love goddess. Electra Hugh. Right. Who are you, girl? You you are not that girl anymore. I, House of Abundance, <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> we got sugar daddies over here, too, baby. Uh-uh. So, after that, after we see um, Stan get his life, um... It, cu- it cuts to the school teacher, the ballet teacher again. Mm-hmm. She's at her school and she's at work and somebody calls her from the hospital and tells her that the student that she went to see that was a, um, that was HIV, that he, he had to be, had AIDS at that point. Yeah, it was AIDS. Um, yeah. Um, Cause we, it, hopefully the people are listening. We know the difference between HIV and AIDS. HIV is what you have first. And then when your T cells get down to under two hundred, I think it's either three or two. Then I, mean, he, I, I don't want to like put the wrong information out there, but it's somewhere around there. No, 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 no. It's two hundred. It's two hundred. Once your T cells get to two hundred, or your CD four cells, I mean, your T cells get to two hundred, you are considered to have AIDS. So, for those of you who do not know the difference between HIV, let's do something really, some really quick rundown about it so hiv is a virus 
that leads to immune system deterioration. It is actual is the bug that's in your blood system that breaks down your immune system. When your immune system is so damaged, it leads to a condition called AIDS. So remember, HIV is the virus. AIDS is the condition that the virus causes. Okay. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. So, so what determines if you have AIDS is the amount of CD4 cells that you have in your body. CD4 cells is a type of T cells. So usually T cells is um, your white blood cells, okay? So, but it's a specific type. Your CD4 count when that is so low, when it gets to under 200, a normal person have between 500 and like 1200 CD4 cells in their bodies. But a person who has an immune problem, when you have HIV and it doesn't deteriorate your immune system, your cells are low. So when you get to like 200, you are considered to have the condition of AIDS. Got it? Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. This is this is like HIV AIDS 101. <laughs> All right. So understand that it is not simple. I'm trying to simplify it. You got to go do your own research. <laughs> All right. Got to do your own research and figure out the specific details. But that's just the by the 101 level of HIV. Another element of education that you might want to look into is the difference between then and now. So the difference between fighting AIDS then and fighting AIDS now. So one of the first treatment treatments approved by the FDA was AZT medication. So because it was an epidemic in the 80s, doctors were scrambling to find something to help to stop the death rates. Um, and one of the medicines that they came up with was AZT. It was a cancer drug that was shelved because it didn't fucking work. <laughs> but once they had tested out on some cells, um, tested the drug out on cells in a lab, they learned that the drug would, um, was stopping the virus from getting into certain cells. So they started, they usually it takes like eight to 10 years to get a drug approved, but because people are dying between 10 to 12 years, baby, don't nobody have time for that. People need medicine right now. So they started doing trials of with AZT and it was kind of working, but then it was causing some other complications too, because any medication, especially around this time that was to fight HIV and AIDS, it was toxic. So it was causing some problems as well. <laughs> so it just was crazy. So back then the life expectancy was like 10 to 12. If you, if you were, once you were diagnosed, you got 10 to 12 years. That's if you got it, you, you called that you got it early. Um, now you can live up to your seventies. Now, the time is lower for people who are not white 
um, because you know how healthcare is in favor of white people. The system is in favor of white people, white people. <laughs> so um, they are more likely to have healthcare. Um, in the 90s, back in the day, people used to take like 20 pills per day just to treat the disease. Now it can be as small as one pill per day. Um, in two, 90, 1995, there was more than 48,000 people who died at the peak of the epi epi epidemic of AIDS and HIV. Um, now it's probably in 2014, it was kind of like 6,000, like 6,700 people died of AIDS. So they definitely have slashed the numbers. So, um, only a few people was getting ACT. Understand that only a few people was getting ACT, but now over like 15 million people worldwide are getting the antiviral treatment. All the medications that we have now, they got access to it. Um, there are tons of providers. Um, it used to be the only thing that could help lower the risk of HIV was just to practice safe sex and use condoms and consistently and correctly use them. But now we even have a new drug in 2012, the FDA approved a medication called PrEP that helps reduce the odds of HIV transmission and infection in high risk groups. So there has been so many advancements nowadays. So let's get back to the show now that we have covered the basics. When the teacher finds out that her, her student passed away. So it was interesting because they're calling her because she's a visitor because clearly the, his parents have thrown him to the wayside. Mm -hmm. None of his family's in his corner. Nobody, they don't have anybody else to call but his teacher. And she tells him, well, I'm not really family. I'm just his teacher. Because, But you are. You're the only person who's coming to visit him. You're the only person that cares about him. And it gives you insight to her history as too. Her history too. Being a fucking dance teacher, you're going to come in contact with a lot of gay men. Mm -hmm. And this affects her. Like, this is going to affect her. You see these people who have all this brilliant talent, and then they waste away. Mm -mm -mm. And that's how... Um, you know, and she ended up clicking out on Damon. So Damon coming to her class because he's practicing with... Um, the House of Evangelista practicing for the snowball. He's trying to get them to do the right thing, trying to get them to um, rehearse and so they can win. Right. They want to go wear it out. But he ends up being late for her class and she clicks the fuck off. You know, understandably, you're late and you she, he probably reminds her of his her student mm -hmm. and so you know because you got talent and you know you're squandering it away on some fucking ball shit that she looks down on that we that she talks about later but she clicks out on him and it's kind of understandable it's like you know i'm all, my 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 favorite student that i have a soft spot for it and passed away and then now you my new favorite student fucking it up on some on this gay life shit and this is and then back then AIDS was a gay thing mm -hmm. and so she's thinking you know this gay shit is gonna get you killed baby right. <laughs> <laughs> I done seen it I, somebody just died and I know. to like really be like a gay uh, LGBT back then and like people like your grandma and your parents and your aunties and your uncles and everybody saying real shit to you like that that gay shit's gonna get you killed and, and then for and then you really, see it, it, it for, for, yeah like <laughs> and then you see it like not being educated on that this is not the gay what shit. What would that do to my psyche though? What would that do to my mental every day? Like I don't know. Like I think that would. Ooh. Yeah, I think these is 
These are the breeding grounds of suicide. Mm-mm. These are the breeding grounds of depression. These are the breeding grounds of isolation. These and are substance abuse. Substance abuse. Which leads to um, more it, risky behavior. Yeah. yeah. More at risk behavior. Um, this leads to not giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, might as well have some fun while I'm here because yeah. I'm going to get it anyway. I have to say, like, a lot, throughout most of the ep, like, the last, it's only been three episodes, but every episode, especially the last one, I find myself sitting and wondering what would I, oh, like, if this was my, my reality, mm-hmm. like, yeah, how do how do you cope with that? Yeah, like I just don't know. Basis. Like, and if it were just all that I knew, I guess I wouldn't have no choice but just to live it and accept it. But looking at it from my point, looking back, right? Ooh, no, thank you, girl. Yeah. So, it the <clears throat> scene goes to Stan, the client. <laughs> Stan is coming out of a meeting, and his boss, uh, mother. Um, Dawson Creek. Right. <laughs> I don't even know. I forget what his name was, I, but yeah. But I know him from Dawson Creek. Dawson Creek. Um, um, sees him coming out of the uh, the meeting with the big wigs. And he feels shady. He was like, what he you said, doing? Oh, what, I want what's this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you in there talking to the people without me? Without me? What? I'm the and girl. And he says, well, I had this idea and they loved it and they wanted me to present it to the big guy. And the big guy is supposed to be Trump. Um, oh, okay. And he's like, oh. So we're presenting ideas. Going over my head, huh? Okay. Mm. All right. So the wheels get to turning. <laughs> <laughs> the wheels get to turning. Plant the seed of shade. That's right. <laughs> so then it flips to Electra. Electra is in, in um, a doctor's office talking to a lady about sex chain surgery. Um, they go into this conversation about, of about a person called Peter Peter Harris. Um, I think this person is supposed to represent Harry Benjamin, one of a legendary doctor. So let me give you some information about him. Okay. Harry Benjamin was a German doctor who ended up in San Francisco, California. He is the founder of treatment for trans people he is one of the only doctors in his time and this was around 1948 1950s he came over here, i think in the uh, in the late 40s 1940s he is one of the only doctors around this time because if you remember around this time it was illegal for you to have women's clothes on like you could get thrown into jail a <laughs> shock treatment and just horrible things done to you, put into mental facilities if you just have on women's clothes. So he is one of the doctors who actually took on a caring and affirming approach to transsexualism. He created a path. He created, um, basically what Harry Benjamin said, you get on your hormones, Leave your family, leave your whole past in the past. Don't talk to anybody. Cut relations with everybody. Get on your hormones. Start living your life as a woman. Get your sex change and just go into cis blend and assimilate into cis womanhood as much as possible. And that's basically what his treatment was. Um, 
famous sex changes like Christine Georgeson was one of his patients. He had tons of patients and people revered him. And that's kind of what that scene with Electra and a doctor um, kind of sets up and set the tone for you to understand. But I want you to understand the day and time. This was a time when there were no doctors affirming trans people. None. So just like when we think about little small towns who don't have doctors, this was the whole country. There were no doctors that was affirming us. So we had Harry Benjamin up in San Francisco and some girls would literally, especially once he released his book and Christine Georgeson got his book famous. There was girls, girls who were literally moving to San Francisco, making a pilgrimage to San Francisco just to be one of his patients. I want to make it clear that this is white trans history because his patients were mostly white um, in San Francisco. So San Francisco has a rich history in regards to, in deep roots in regards to um, the trans community. And although it was white centered, Harry Benjamin played a major part in the advancement of trans care in the United States. There would be no advancement if it wasn't for him in sex changes or the care across the country is one of the movies that we recently watched Danish girl. Oh, right, 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 right. Talks about one of the people who her name is Edie. I can't remember her last name, but her first name is Edie. Her, um, she, she is one of the first girls who got a sex change. She did not survive it though. She actually died. Right. There's a movie called The Danish Girl that is out that you guys can watch. I watched it. We watched it. What, when did we watch it? Maybe like a month ago, maybe? Or maybe three weeks maybe ago. Maybe some weeks ago. Yeah. It was um, pretty recent. And Eddie Redmayne did really, really good. Who was Eddie Redmayne? The main girl. The, the, a- the actor? The actor. That played? They played her. Okay, yeah. Um, people were giving him shade because he was cis playing a, a trans woman. But I thought he really, really did a good job. I didn't. I th- I think for that era, I remember that era in that movie. This was a time. Bef- this was like twenties and thirties. Hormones didn't start getting created until the thirties. Mm. I never knew that. Right. Hormones didn't start being created and introduced to society until the thirties. So this is somebody who was from the early 1900s to the 20s so if you were so if you were trans back then you had no like what did you do like you you did you just got your wigs you just got to wear your wigs and just masquerade be fish natural be fish about it baby uh, no no seal no (laughs) surge (laughs) my kind of girl in my kind of world you know (laughs) if you know anything about the trans culture a lot of motherfucking girls who just start out they always is like, oh, you had to go do all of that work and get the seal and get the surge right. and blah, blah, blah. I'm all natural, baby. Natural, baby. <laughs> so no seal, no, no surge. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny uh, to see that that character, Edie, um, uh, back in the day, because that's all you had to do, because there's no such thing as seal and surge. You just right. didn't have you didn't have no moans either. It wasn't nothing. <laughs> it just you figure it out, bitch. Mm. Get your wigs, get your shawl. That's right. <laughs> go out at go out at night, baby, and light a candle. <laughs> light a candle. <laughs> you need dim lighting, baby. Dim lighting, baby. So, um, <laughs> so that is it's tons of history in regards to sex change, and um, so it's funny, it's interesting that they give you kind of that history. 
um, when when Electra went into the doctor's office. Mm-hmm. And so this is clearly her goal is to get a sex change. But you know what I thought was going to be? I thought I was about to get popped. I thought she was going to say, oh, Dr. So-and-so, so-and-so, I did everything that he said to do, the electrolysis, the this, the that, the this, the that. And I thought the doctor lady was going to say, yeah, we've done some research and his techniques have led up to cancer or some type of crazy bullshit. Oh, no. I thought that <laughs> they were going to pop us with that, but it wasn't. I have an interview with um Mother Tracy O'Brien on my um on my YouTube. She is a trans woman that is sixty seven years old. Come on, Trace. And um still here. Still here, baby. And she goes really in depth in her story about how sex changes used to be in back in the day. Cause she mm. said she saw a lot of them and they were not cute. And she talked about them. She said they used to do them in basements and like think a sex change in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. How how strong must your dysphoria be for you to go down in the basement? Well, you and I both know. Yeah, I know. We know some girls. I was that girl, not to get a sex change, but to go do some crazy ass, you could be dead shit Mm -hmm. in the name of becoming a woman. I was that girl. You got to be fish about it, baby. Right. How bad you? you. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. In judgment, I'm saying it in that, right, gosh. Right. Yeah. Like you, you got to understand that these people ain't doing this shit for shits and giggles. Right, they serious about their transition. Is, serious business. Bitches is going down in basements of houses to get sex changes, honey. Just to be the woman to identify and be a woman and have their body match their mind, baby. This mm-hmm. is not a game for them. Understand this. You ain't when when you hear motherfuckers say we would not choose this. <laughs> they're not playing with you. Right. <laughs> this, this is not, oh, I'm just going to be a woman today. No. <laughs> come on. Like, yo, this is not a game. <laughs> People kill me, act like, oh, you're just making this choice. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? I'm, like, I'm about to cackle, like, choke on my cackles. I mean, you said, oh, I'll just be a woman today. Yes. I, I just want to not get jobs. <laughs> I want to. You know, I want to get bottles and bricks and shit thrown at me when I walk down the street. Yeah. Oh, no. I want to get pointed and teased and harassed. Google's mommy. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) All these things. I want all these late things. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, Electra. Electra is the quintessential stunt queen. (laughs) Even from the beginning of the show. Right. When she got the royal clothes. Now when she she went and um wore out the Salvation Army bucket with her two daughters. That's right. <laughs> so they um steal the Salvation Army bucket from the rich part of town and they run, don't get caught this time. Last time they got caught and got the little Yeah, you never know with them. They may get they may get clink clink locked <laughs> yeah, never know. They may get away. So you clearly see that she is a quintessential stunt queen. She used her children, exploited her children, t- making them take penitentiary chances to benefit herself. This is another element of the ball culture. Really not just the ball culture, but the it's a world culture, but gay culture too, that motherfuckers will exploit you. And then <laughs> you add, now just add into that mix. Mm-hmm. Electra having her kids, then you'd have all of it. Right. You the exploitation, putting them in danger for jail time, this and that, mm-hmm. and then 
the sexual element too. Oh, having them, having, having sex them. with them. Yes, yes, so, yes. Because some some girls be be your mama just to have you, mm-hmm. <laughs> just to have sex with just you, just to have sex with you. Um, that's what it means when I when 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 I say have you. Yeah, that's what that means. So. Uh, it's so many elements because I, I know a lot of people who have children and they'll have them go out here boosting for them. It, drag girls do it too. They have their kids going stealing, oh, yeah, fabrics. I'll, yeah. Um, they'll go to rhinestones. They'll have them writing checks, doing credit card stunts to give to support whatever mm-hmm. they got going on. We got to walk this ball, go do these stunts. That's right. Da, 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 da. And this is an element that is true to the culture. So, and back when I was walking balls, they would stunt flights and stuff a lot, too. Yep. So uh, I don't know flights. if they still do that or whatever. But It's kind of yeah. late now because, baby, that you will go up, in the, go up in the sky free and come, come down, down, clink. Hey, girl. And the, the, the Tilly will be at the gate waiting for your motherfucking ass. I <laughs> <late>. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we saw you roll a check for those. Well, we saw you did a Welcome to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to DC. Happy Pride. Come with clink, us. Clink. <laughs> <laughs> so you know they'll lock your ass up nowadays. There's still stunting going on, but it's just it's just new, just new way to do it. Um. So let's see, let's see, let's see, so let's see. Um. So Electra at the end of this part, Electra end up taking the money that the girl stole from the um. Salvation Army bucket and giving it as her down payment for her sex chain surgery. That SRS, baby. The SRS. SRS is sexual reassignment surgery. surgery. It's also known as GRS, gender reassignment, reassignment surgery. surgery. <laughs> <laughs> that harmonizing. There you go. Just so y'all know. Y'all like that tranny harmony? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm going to need you to cut the tranny out. <laughs> Cut it, take it to Dr. Supine and cut it out. Right. <laughs> oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So, not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts, I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck <laughs> so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not you can donate as low as a dollar a month it doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. Um, so Blanca goes to see the teacher. Once, because, you know, she clicked out on Damon and told him, get the fuck out of my class. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, yes. Right. She put him out the class. And um, since he came late and didn't want to respect her life, she went off, respect his gifts. 
blah blah blah. She went out for Keita met a class. So so Blanca, yeah Blanca. Yeah. When I keep wanting to call her Bianca, but I'm finally getting the Blanca right. I sure be like, oh, she ruins it. She butchers her name twenty times a fucking recording. Blanca, Blanca goes to the teacher. She and the teacher kind of indicates her that you know I kind of look down on the ball scene, and we know why. You are a cis black woman. You is not connected to the culture right. at all. So we get it. <laughs> so Blanca tells Damon that he cannot participate in the ball because you're not doing right with your school shit. And you know what? That shocked me because I didn't think she was going to. I thought that when it came to the house and Evangelista and all that, I thought that Blanca didn't hold anything else above that. But really? when I said, yeah, like, yeah, I knew that she wants, you know, she wants them to be together as a family and do good and all that stuff. But I was kind of shocked, mm. not shocked that she wanted Damon to do well. I was shocked that she valued that she didn't place um, the ball scene, the over, ball scene over his dancing, right? his work dancing. But see, I, I it didn't shock me because I feel like she is trying to be a better house mother than Electra. Oh, yeah. And Electra would put her selfish ball needs, house needs over mm. anything else that her children got going on. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she wants to be a better mother. And so being a better mother is making decisions like that. Like, yeah. yo, you're not doing right in school. And I told y'all, in this house, you got to do something. You got to have education. If you want to be here, you you got to go do what you got to do. And so since you're not doing what you got to do, getting kicked out because you ain't got because you looking over, you looking over when you're supposed to be somewhere and not going there on time. Right. Get your shit together. Like, yo. And so if you got to sit out this ball and we not make it, that's what it is. Oh, and that was like when she said, oh, we would have won had you been had there. Had you been there. Because we did give first. It tore up my guts to keep it from you. Yeah, but this is what it is. I was like, oh. Well, that just makes the burn burn a little more. Make uh-huh. you want to get it together faster. Get it together. Um, Blanca tells Damon. Da, 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 da. Um, okay, Stan goes. Stan, the client, goes to goes to get gifts for his wife, but he also gets a gift for Angel for the doll, right? So he asked, but the daughter clocks it. You don't know, you don't know, but the daughter clocked that he got two gifts. Um, it splits the the scene splits to Stan's boss popping up at his house with his wife in the middle of the night. Mind in you. the middle of the night with with Christmas gifts. So the boss comes in and he's talking to the wife and he pushes up on her and actually kisses her, and she lets him. So, for me, but after after he kisses her, she says, you know, all these supermodels and beautiful women that you kiss and you still don't know how to fucking kiss. You still don't know how to kiss, baby. <laughs> you, you, didn't get no, you didn't get no skills at it. You still suck. Let me toss you these uh, these holiday reads real quick. <laughs> right. <laughs> you kissed me, but that was the latest kiss ever. But thank you. But, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You need to go. And so even though she let him kiss her, she kind of like rejected him or whatever. Yeah, because it seemed like in her mind, girl, okay, yeah. thanks for the gifts. Have Mary Hunt. Like it was no type of like you like funny. Ooh. Right. Like it was girl. 
for me, it it was uncomfortable looking at, not uncomfortable. I just can't see myself, a wife, you're my husband's boss, and you come into my house, and I feel any inkling that you're about to do something super inappropriate like this, and I don't go off. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I would invite you in the house. Now, but you're his boss, so I can see that. And he bringing mm, Christmas gifts. I guess. So I, I can see it, but sitting down and getting real fresh, like sitting next to me. When's the last time you ever did something sp- that you only want to do for you, Diamond? Yeah, all that. I would have been like, oh, you getting too fresh. I would have stood up. Like I might not have <laughs> clicked on him, but I would have stood up. He wouldn't have got close enough to me to kiss me. I'm like, what? You was not about to kiss me. You're like, no. You said, baby, I prefer my house to have a little more flash in the decor, maybe three, four <laughs> kids, but a woman just like you, baby. No, 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 no. I, th- I thought that was weird. I really thought that was weird. So he puts a bug. It's super uncomfortable for me, but the boss oh, and she, a, oh, and he likes to plant seeds, baby. Right. He's he the seed a, planter. Exactly. So <laughs> He puts a bug in her ear mm-hmm. like, you know, he ain't been staying late with me because I ain't had him staying late at all. So he, if he telling you that I'm staying late. You should ask him. Right. Nah, because he <laughs> That's what he late said. You should uh-huh. ask him. Right. And then he basically plays the seed in her head that he's cheating on her, mm-hmm. which he is. Right. He, he is. And so the scene goes to... um. Um, Emery. Oh, so right. there's it's, it goes to a ball, another ball, and they're walking face. So um, I think this is the snowball, right? Yes. This no, 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 no. The snowball was the ball that Damon had to sit out. I know, but d- d- right? when did they go to the didn't isn't that one she was win, winning face where angel won the face category yes yes, yes that, but they kind of they kind of this was in the middle of the scene yeah okay so we're going so we're we're kind of bouncing all over the um, all over the place so emory is this is that's his real name he is a face kid he won a couple of years back he won a $5000 face prize yeah he's from chicago actually he's yeah. been, he's been Walking face for, for a long time. Long, long, gorgeous, long time. gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous man. Yeah. Um, and I love how they put the real ball walkers, uh-huh. they mix them in with the actors. Right. To really give it exactly. give it that real feel. So right. I, I, that's one of the reasons why I love to watch this show, too, because I, I love to see who are they going to pop pop me with this week. Who right, because we saw London in the audience. Yes. We saw Shay Diamond. She's a trans soul oh, singer yeah. in the audience. We see Emery. We see Laomi, yeah. who is a legendary, um, vulgar, yeah. um, internationally known. Which is why we need more. Like I don't understand why. I had a conversation with Chance. Chance is my co-man, is my manager at work. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him about Pose today, and I was like, hey, have you watched Pose? And he's like, no, I haven't watched it. Why haven't you watched it? Oh, well, I don't know. Just this and that. And then I told him, I said, well, I don't understand why LGBT people that I speak to are not watching it. Like, because that is a conversation that's been had over the past week, especially after episode three. It's They're saying that some people are saying that they don't relate to it because they're not in the ball scene. And my response to that is 
This is these are this is a show that's set in the ball culture. There are so many storylines and themes like any other like like you like like um like Coven. You don't have to be a witch <laughs> right. to, to enjoy uh Ryan Murphy's Coven HSS um AHS yeah. America Horror Story. You didn't need to be a witch to uh, to understand the themes, the racial themes, the things that was going on, the mother and daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. It, it was so many things that was going on. Yeah, that you don't have to relate. You don't have to be in this culture to relate to the stories that's going on. Yeah, but even so, everything isn't like you said. Everything isn't just ballroom strictly right. related. It's not ballroom. I mean, it, it like you said, it takes place there. That's the but, theme of the show. You know. Gay kids getting kicked out, disowned by their family. That's everything. That's, that's everybody. Whatever culture, if you're LGBT, that's that you know somebody who was getting yeah. <laughs> turned away by their you family. Know, AIDS shit. That's everybody. That's you everybody. Know, tranny Come shit. That's, that's 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 not ballroom pro- specific. Come on now. Just, so I kind of had a conversation with with him, and then it was like, mm, just watch it. Just you need uh-huh. to just watch it because I'm afraid I don't want them to like cancel the show or for mm-hmm. it to stop or not grow into what it could be because of because people of not supporting yeah and my, my it and and mainly my own people not supporting it right because this is a for us by us yeah a fubu as fuck show yeah <laughs> for us by us it, they hired us we always trans women we always complain about them hiring straight niggas to play characters we have nothing but trans women playing characters right. on right we're playing. It's it's like it's queer. Folk I've centered. never seen nothing like this. Nobody before. Nobody has. Never. Like I've never ever 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 seen this, and I don't. And I'm not happy with the lack of support that I think I'm seeing from the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. That's just what it is. Y'all need to really start because and and uh, that's what's gonna happen if you do not watch the show. If you do not support the show, they're going to cancel the show. Once they cancel the show, y'all gonna be bitching and wondering, oh, we, why we never have this? We never have res- yeah. um, representation. They never have a show for y'all, us. Y'all got one of the most sickening, sickening, sickening TV people what is he a producer or whatever ryan murphy mm-hmm. like come on now like it, he's giving y'all at, doing at, it right right he's doing it, it it perfect and then he's wrapping it up in this old glitzy ass razzle dazzle ass show like it's mm-hmm. not cheap it's not it's on point y'all need to support please come on ike i'm asking y'all because i would like to see this. i want to see this show get syndicated i want to see five six seasons of this bitch Mm-hmm. I want to keep seeing my ballroom friends on TV. I want to keep seeing my trans. And you motherfuckers, wait. You motherfuckers, if y'all out here promoting ga- racist-ass Game of Thrones, right. and you're not fucking racist, racist, Game of Thrones. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Game of Thrones. But all the black motherfuckers in Game of Thrones are in subservient positions. Slaves are dead or stupid Something. shit. So if your motherfucking ass can be out here supporting Game of Thrones and promoting it and talking about how sickening it is, and you sitting on your motherfucking ass looking at polls talking about, oh, I don't know if I relate to that. Like, does it I'm make not, you feel like better? What? Like, what is the whole part? Like, what do you get? Like, oh. How do you, does it make you feel better when you say that? I think so. For some people, it is. I think just like there's internalized transphobia, there's internalized homophobia too. Yeah. Where I don't want to, it's like when they say, oh, that's gay. It's like, it's a it's a thing that I want to do. It's that whole mask for mask. Why niggas be like, oh, I need you to be masculine. I can't have no faggies around me. I can't be out in public. And I'm like, they'll be openly gay to people, but they won't be around no fem niggas. 
Oh, it's yeah. the same thing. It's just, it comes from that same place where they don't want to associate with gay things because they want to assimilate into straight culture. I just want to be like a normal straight dude that just so happened to look that like men and not me, but you get what I'm saying? They kind that's how their mindset is. Like yeah. their mindset is I want to assimilate into straight culture and just detest anything gay. Cause you'll hear it in their conversation. Oh, I don't like going to gay clubs. Oh, I don't like, I don't really do gay stuff like that. They always claim that they're not in the gay scene, but you are, you're on Jack. Right. You might not have your pictures up. <laughs> <laughs> you might not go to the gay club, but you fucking the same niggas that's going in the gay club. Right. Y'all all fucking the same motherfuckers. So you are in the gay culture. You in it. <laughs> so stop pretending, stop being fake, stop acting like you uh, the elite special kind of gay cuz you're not. And at the end of the day, you're not you're not doing yourself a favor and you're not doing the future a favor. Nobody at all. And 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 back to what pose. Mhm. You know, y'all gonna fuck up my show getting remade, <laughs> and I want I want this show to I keep being seasons. Baby. I want seasons. <laughs> okay, so don't fuck it up for me. You know, just at least all you gotta do is watch the show. Just watch the show, please. It's a yeah, good show. Just like, come on, y'all. So, Damon and Ricky exchange mm. exchange birthday presents. <laughs> And Damon is like, uh, you know what? I am ready for that Z. I'm ready for that Zig Daddy. <laughs> I am ready for that Zig Daddy. Plunge me down. Ricky said, are you sure? He gets up and straddles him and says, but I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Real deep and breathy. I'm ready. You know what I hate? <laughs> what I hate about like holidays, like gifting holidays, I and you're in a relationship. I hate motherfuckers who think dick and pussy are good enough gifts. Oh, that's <laughs> about all you're gonna get from me. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, I'm gonna give you some ass, I'm gonna give you some dick, I'm gonna give you da-da-da-da-da. As a gift, bitch, get get the fuck out of here. I would need a real gift. My boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend, I've only ever had one real boyfriend long ass time ago. <laughs> and it was Christmas time and I bought him a fucking fucking it was like a five hundred dollar Louis Vuitton silk scarf, head bandana, whatever the fuck that shit. It was the biggest waste of money I ever like you I could have just <laughs> took the money and threw it upon the flames, girl. <laughs> like that's what I felt like I could have did with that. A fucking scarf, whatever. But so you I, felt love giving it to him. Here you go. So I, I gave it to him in the middle of the store. I, I, I popped him. I was like, let's just, can you show me that scarf? You just act like we was about to go. So I buy him the scarf. So anyways, I buy him the scarf. So I'm like, whatever, cool. So then he's like, well, let me buy you something then. Don't do it like that. Like, I forget why I even started talking about this. What were you saying? About giving gifts. Oh, yeah. Uh, giving sex as gifts. Oh, well, yeah. Edit that whole thing out. I don't even know why I started talking about that. Because you felt some kind of way because yeah. you wasted your coins. Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad. You wasted your coins on gifts. I, I don't exchange gifts with friends. Um, I do give my friends things throughout the year. <laughs> like, oh, I got this for you. But, like, just gifts for holidays, that really ain't really never been my thing. No, I'll just cook some food. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm a girl <laughs> who will cook. So, um, but yeah, I ain't never really been that person, but it's cool when somebody gives me a gift that's thoughtful. I'm, I'm, a, I'm appreciative of people who like gives me, who know me well enough to say, Hey, you, this person will like this. 
And I'm like, oh, this is thoughtful. I like, I do like gifts, but it's not something that I put a lot of weight in. You know, my thing with gifts is like, I don't like, I just like gifts. I don't care what it is. Mm. Like, it could be the most stupidest thing. And I've been like, ooh. <laughs> like, I've been like that since I was little. Like, is that your love? But you said your love language is acts of service. Acts of service. Hmm. It might be your secondary one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because gifts are not my. Um, oh yeah, they don't. They don't like. Oh, well, you didn't get me a gift, so fuck you. But uh-huh. I just like. Oh wow, like. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so Angel had made Stan her client make her a promise that he knew the motherfucker wasn't gonna keep. <laughs> he made her promise that she he was gonna come see her during Christmas, at least in the nighttime. So, what ends up happening is... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing. Continue. <laughs> what ends up happening, the, the, the wife ends up confronting Stan about his mistress and tells him that the boss came and... Honey, he told me that he don't let you, he don't keep you out all night. Baby, so and little Susie on? told me that you bought two gifts. And my daughter, and you couldn't even fucking wait till you wasn't with my our fucking daughter to get a fucking gift for your whore. She's a secretary whore. Who is she, bitch? I mean, he, and was, then the, he and the, was thinking on his feet, though. He was thinking on his feet because <laughs> he pulled out the box and it was two gifts in the one box for the wife. So he didn't he he actually got it for Angel, but he ended up giving it to the wife and the wife started crying like, oh, my God, I should have trusted you. And man, I'm just tripping and da 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 da. And in long story short, Stan did not go see Angel. So even though Angel was up baking cookies, getting her skin right, <laughs> douching, douching, getting right, baby, you was like, time. why is she, baby? You should, you said, why don't she get her some tray, baby? Uh, <laughs> I in know. that sickening ass apartment. You in this sickening ass apartment, baby? I would immediately call some tray off. Hey, baby. Hey, hey, come hang out. Hey, how are you? you? Are, and you sickening. I know niggas is living. You in the 80s and you giving Puerto Rican fish. Girl. With your own uh, sickening apartment. Own sickening hair. Girl, girl get out of here. Get you some tray. Have them some big old tall dreadlock, big old dick tray. Mm-hmm. Want to come beat your, go- come beat your box in. in. Mm-hmm. I would have had a tray. Come right on in. I wouldn't even be thinking about staying in. Right. But clients are always loyal to the status quo of having the normal, perfect-looking life. They are emotionally invested in that image, and even if they are emotionally invested in you, the roots are not that deep. (laughs) And that's really what it is. And that's what it is. It's like my wife, even though I may love you, we I like freaking with you, I like that. My wife is the image that I've been working for, the outward image. I have a wife, I got the kids, I got the house, I got the car, I got the job. She fits into the image, this image that I, the status quo. Mm-hmm. So you are the trans Puerto Rican. Let's not even get on the racial aspect. <laughs> Say if you just was a cis, a cis girl, I, you don't fit in the status quo just because you a black <laughs> person. Right. <laughs> a Puerto Rican person. So just because you this, you don't fit into this ass quote. So even if you weren't trans, it still would be a jump for me to let go of this image mm. that I have as this regular white family doing everything right. 
But the add on the fact that you are a trans woman, <laughs> that you are a black trans woman. So it for me, I, I learned that really early on that clients will sell you the sun, moon and stars, but this is not real for them. This is you milk them for whatever fucking coin they got. Like, whatever you can get out of them, that's what you do. As it should be. That's what you should be. Uh It's like, if you can get the apartment, great. Whatever kind of coin, that's what you should be working on. And using that coin to grow into your own shit. So when he get tired of you, you got some shit Mm -hmm. to fall back on. Yep. That's what it should be on. You never, 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 never get emotionally invested in no fucking trick. And my question is, what's coming up in my mind is, I'm wondering if maybe Electra maybe may encounter some issues with her sugar daddy, and then she may have some sort of fall from grace and become like I don't know poor, mm. and you know all of that. So I don't know because you gotta talk, you gotta think about the element of aging as well. Because they've already they've already thrown those jabs those daggers in there. Blanca mm-hmm. want Blanca like oh girl you ancient girl you about to you. You're a relic. You're old, huh? <laughs> and but we know in a patriarchal world, when it comes to a sexual relationship, niggas will trade you in for a newer model. That's right, baby. <laughs> they trade their wives in for a newer model. Look at Donald J. Trump. <laughs> Let me get that 2018 Melania. Honey, <laughs> right. <laughs> they will trade your motherfucking ass in. Don't think that it's it's a game. And so, <laughs> just like he's addicted to electric now, he can find another trans woman. It's another angel on the block waiting to be saved. That's right. It's just it's just how the story goes. This is not just a trans thing. This is a cis thing. Baby, if you a side chick, baby, you know he can trade you in. When you get older, when you gain a little weight, when whatever, he can trade you in, baby. When you wanting to stop, suck dick, and get fucked in that When you trying to make ultimatums and all this kind of bullshit. Child, do not get invested in these motherfucking tricks because they're a dead end. That's I, right. I, and it's and it's I, I, it's not just tricks. It's like being side chicks because some trannies because they on some respectability politics, they act like oh, um, I don't want to be a hoe. I don't want to sell no ass. I don't want to be none of that. I'm a good girl, and I feel like if I give this classy image. I'm some dude is gonna give me a chance, and so they'll end up being with this nigga who got a wife or a girlfriend, and baby, they are like it's like when you go down this dead end street during Christmas time and see all the pretty lights. It's all cute. You like, oh my God, look at this house with these lights. Look at this house with these lights, and you just looking from side to side all the sickening houses. But eventually, baby. When you get to that dead end, you're going to have to turn back around and end up in the same motherfucking spot that you were in. Them pretty lights and all that shit was cute, but you still don't on the dead end street. You still got to turn around. If you're trying to go somewhere, you still are going to eventually have to turn around and be back in the same exact spot. So with don't the pretty them... lights, baby, <laughs> you might pass some pretty lights again, <laughs> but you're going to be back in the same spot. So don't, in emotionally invest in these motherfucking clients get your money put your role on so you can get the money as long as they got it mm-hmm. put your put whatever the actress role you got put that on 
and get whatever money. Do not try to turn these niggas into husbands. That's what I wanted to say about that. You'll save a lot of time. Save a lot of time, a lot of heartache. <laughs> you sitting over there crying over a fucking trick. You knew this nigga wasn't your fucking man. He got a whole yeah, wife at home. that's the only... Mm, I just be like, why did... Angel, you got to stop being so silly, girl. Come on. Stop. Um. So, go back to Blanca. So, baby, in the beginning of the show, Blanca had got this... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got this motherfucking um, Mrs. Claus jacket on, and baby, for the rest of the show, that bitch had the Mrs. Claus jacket on. But why is you mad, Diamond? I'm mad. <laughs> I was like, "What?" She's like, "Can you, I get my fashions, girl? Are you gonna take that off at any time?" I hadn't even noticed that she had it on the whole the time until you said something. I said, "Wait a minute," and I'm like, "Is this now? Nah, this can't be the same day." No, we're like, no. Yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh yeah, because we're about to. Oh yeah, credits are about to roll. She still got the jacket on. She still got the jacket on. <laughs> I was like, damn, you wore it at the ball, and you go wear it for the rest. She of the said, week? baby, I spent, I spent a pretty coin. I gave Praytel a pretty coin to make this. <laughs> so you're gonna see her. You're gonna see her till episode four. That she was beat, and she fitted perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> I live for her. I was like, no. So. The end of the episode, the this the end of this episode is basically Bianca trying to be Susie Homemaker, burn up the fucking turkey, and they have to throw it out the window. <laughs> I've done that once or twice, so it's okay, Bianca girl. <laughs> the burns up the turkey, so they actually have to go out to dinner. And so Diamond um, likes to feel it and read because she thinks she is just mother soul food. Girl. Baby. I mean she is my girl. She ain't gotta read the other girls. Baby girl. <laughs> two things that, that burn, I know. That burn a pot or skillet or two. Two things that I know that I'm good at. That bedroom and that kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. You might I'm I might not be the cleanliest bitch. You might find some clothes all over the house. I might not vacuum every day. I may not be the cleansiest bitch, but I'm I feel your belly up and wear that dick out. <laughs> the two main things men want, baby. Right. <laughs> baby, that's one thing that I learned. Fuck me, feed me. Right. You're going to get that good. <laughs> I just need a man to know how to clean. Right. <laughs> so they go out to the dinner, and um, Blanca is passing out gifts, mm -hmm. and um, they just have this beautiful moment where they kind of just sharing gifts and she gives um angel these patent leather red shoes because previously in the episode angel had given this story about her dad um you know slapping her oh because yeah because she picked out the red shoes so um blanca got her some patent leather red shoes Aww. and that was really and that sweet. scene yeah that scene kind of it almost <laughs> i think i teared up a little bit because i was mm -hmm. really really high but <laughs> i think a couple tears had welled up in my eyes mm -hmm. i almost let them out but that was, yeah that was a real good scene for me yeah that scene was my everything i was like okay and it, it just it really just solidifies what we saw in other episodes that just because people are not your blood family, it does not mean that this is not, you don't have that same, emo you can't have that same emotional connection to people who are not your blood. Right. You know, it's just like, um, I have, uh, we got Ty, Deja. So Deja has been my friend since I was 12 years old. We can fall out for any reason, but at the end of the day, that is going to be my sister. Hi, regardless. Deja. 
You know, we can fall out. We can get into it. We can, something can happen here. Something can happen there. And we'll go back to being normal because that is a part of, she's a part of my family. She's one of my siblings. Mm -hmm. And I think that you, I think that what people don't understand is that when you are a part of life, a part of this marginalized community, community, um, that you are forced to find solace in other people that are a part of your community. Right. That's just what it is. Yep. And especially when you have hateful ass parents. Now, I didn't really have hateful ass parents, but sometimes it's not about your disconnect from your family is not necessarily about that they're hateful. Sometimes it's just you live in a life that I don't live or yeah. I don't know anything about. I don't want to, I don't want to connect to. And so I love you and I want you in my life, but we're just going in different directions. So we can't be a part of each other's life. And I feel like that with mm -hmm. my brother, my, my biological brother, Rakim, where we're, we're close. That's my brother. He calls me at least once a week. We talk and see what's going on with each other. But he's living this really, he's married, got children. Yeah, he's living he's in the army. Army he's living, daddy life. Army yeah, daddy life. Yeah, he's living this whole cis, almost ideal cis perfect life. And he's a great guy. He's cool. But we're totally, we're just in two different lives. And so, um, you know, it's like we're our bond is not breaking but we're just how not. strange that like you are the you were the catalyst for that and then now it seems like you the life that you basically raised him to have it's sort of taking him away, away. from you but that's what happens with your children yeah you know, that's what it's kind of like, you know, he's leaving the nest and going to find his own, which is good. And and I'm proud of him. But we because we live it, we live two different lifestyles. We we don't have any. We now we do have some things in common. Like we talk about video games. We talk about, you know, stuff that connected us even when we were younger. But we just lived in different lives. And it's, it's not about um, disconnecting. It's just about. We're becoming adults. Well, he's becoming an adult and mm -hmm. having his own stuff and his own interests and all that friends and all that. He's building his community, his circle. And, and I'm still a part of it, but. And you know, we have to build our community. Too, yeah, so. exactly. And that's what this um, this particular scene, um, it just solidifies it, you know, their family and their family mm -hmm. bond. You got a new member, um, Ricky, you know, oh, you yeah. got, you know, and then you got Poppy. We haven't really got into Poppy's story. I can't, no, they haven't. I really, really want them to explore that Afro Latina story. Yeah, I really want them to explore. That's something that I'm more curious in about because too. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really understand the whole Afro Latina thing. Mm -hmm. Are you? Do you like? Are, are first of all, like technically, what are you? Are you? Are you black? Are you Hispanic? Are you a mixture of both? And then what do you yes. want to be called? Well, like, I'm, I'm not confused about that. Oh, I am. <laughs> yes. Be, yes. I know they're black, but they just have Latin roots. And so. Okay. So Cardi B is black. She identifies with being black. She tells you that. She's culturally black, but she identifies with being Latina as well. They're well, both. It's both. It's not separate. It's so, both. <laughs> right. So they are both. Like it's, I'm not saying anything because my look, I'm like, I have a really puzzled look on my face right now. And I'm like, what? Okay. But that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. They are both. It's okay. like, I am Latina and I'm black at the same exact time. Like it's, speak, it's not. I speak Spanish. I speak Spanish. I speak English. Okay. Some of them, not all of them. 
Yeah. But, you know, they're just both. Okay. I'm, it's just what it is. So I want to see their side of it. I, I didn't even know he was Afro-Latino. I thought he was just Latino. It could be. I, but that's what I'm saying. What they, I want them to explore. Oh, whatever, okay. Whatever it is. Because I want to see, because he looks like Afro-Latino to me. I just don't want him around. I don't know much about him. So, yeah, so please go into get, his story. We're, we're going to go into the story. <laughs> so um, what else do you want to add? Because um, that's the end. This but. episode, it was just, it, it, it kind of was like, ooh, it was kind of an emotional <laughs> episode for me. Um, the AIDS hospital thing, the whole gay family thing. Um, and just, I don't know. It, uh. Just them exploring all of these different layers it of our narrative. To, it took me to different places, and uh, like the other two episodes, it, it kind of it, it it got me up both times. But this right. episode, it kind of took me to a little low place, a little mm-hmm. you know, for a little bit. Then it brought me back up. Then it put right. me back down. So it was kind of like mm, it was kind of deep a little bit. Actually, right. it was kind of real deep at a couple times. But I like it like that. I wanted to get deep. I wanted to get exactly how I felt. The feeling I felt when I saw the the bloody soiled ass linens and shit in the hospital room mm-hmm. and and the fucking the, the like look like they pissed on themselves and they were just withering. Like when I felt like the, how I felt when I saw that and how I felt at the closing where they were exchanging gifts. I like when fucking tv makes me feel that when i feel real feelings and i feel real shit and i want to hold back my tears Mm because this shit is like stirring some shit up inside of me that's what i like right it lets you know that it whoever is behind it knows the storyline they know um they know the intimacy of this of this life enough to be able to convey a story that you can connect with and i want to say that like it's rare for me as a queer gay black male it's it's rare for me my, for me to feel a connection like that when I'm watching something to right. feel like it's just reaching inside and pulling my shit out like pulling right. my guts out pulling my heart out like it's really affecting me like but in a good way right and uh yeah so keep bringing them feelings because we're usually because we're the outside of the norm yes. of society we usually are connected with something that is not fully connected to us let right. me give you an example so when i look at um like watching color purple and certain characters certain characters i relate to like suge um even though i'll never be you know when she was like i was married now look i was married now when she mm-hmm. was trying to show her dad and please him and like yo i'm, I'm a married woman now I could relate to that, even though I'll never be somebody's daughter. I'll never be and have that relationship with my dad. I'll never be um, a cis woman with the same pressures of getting married because mm-hmm. I'm a trans woman. So they're like, girl, what? You not even we don't even want you to get married. Uh-huh. You get what I'm saying? So I'm always vicariously living through an experience and relating to experience that is outside of my narrative exactly because i'm trying to find i'm trying to because the lack of representation i'm trying to see myself in in so many places Mm -hmm. that i have to find nuggets in stories that don't have anything to do with me i'll tell you like i've watched gay shows like black gay shows and it's been noah's arguing all those silly things i never felt no connection to none of that Mm, nothing nothing like i felt like i was watching some silly clown show like i don't know what it was like it's just no connection but this right here 
it's 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 on for me. So I feel like other experiences I have to cherry pick and like I have to cherry pick small things because I don't relate to the whole picture. Right. So I see that all the time in regards to us. We have to look at something and just relate to it just a little bit of it mm-hmm. instead of the whole picture. This show, we relate to the whole picture. Yeah. My thing, my another thing is like, for me, I've, I've noticed that Pose keeps everything, all the elements, all the layers intertwined. What I mean by all the layers is like you have the trans woman, you have the masculine gay boy, you have the femme gay boy, the crossdresser, you have this and that, and it'll all be, their lives will be closely inter- interweaved, you know, to where they basically all interact with each other, they grow with it, and, and they live with each other, um, develop with each other, all ex- experience life with each other. But the negative ones, the positive ones. Yeah, the negative ones, the positive ones. It, there is no separation, really. They're all just kind of like, and that's how my life, personally, my gay life has always been. Mm-hmm. Since I first came out, I was, you know, I, I had trannies, trannies, trans women, trans men, uh, mass fam, gay, everything. It's what you see on Pose. That's what my gay circle, my gay life was. But I know a lot of gay people lgbt lesbian gay men tranny trans too they oh i don't i don't fuck with them gay boys i don't fuck with them fags or i don't fuck with them dykes or or you know the 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 dude the 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 gay boys i don't fuck with them them sissy crossdressers referring to trans women like everybody likes to like create cliques and 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 divide and segregate within the community i've never understood that so one thing about pose that i that that really gets me is the inclusivity and the the fucking unity basically but i think that i um, i agree with you but i think that there's a reason for that the reason why you have that perspective is because and i have that same perspective is because we come from the same branch of we're coming from the same branch for example you are a feminine gay male Mm -hmm. i came from feminine gay maleness to a trans woman. Right. So because we are the feminine side of um, born, ma- assigned male at birth, because we're coming from that side and come from that from that same place, our lives are going to be intertwined. Mm, that does make sense. You see what I'm saying? Our lives is going to be constantly intertwined because we come from sim- similar places. So for me, and it goes back to even like the ridiculousness of RuPaul, the uh-huh. little, the, when he was talking about how um, one of the elements about him not having trans folks on his show, the ridiculousness of that, like we didn't put our mark on drag. Mm-hmm. Like we were in, the, for me, gay boys doing drag and trans women doing drag was like so intertwined. Right. Like everybody did. Like yeah. the trans girls did drag. The gay boys did drag. Mm-hmm. It just was this feminine, this, the the act of dressing up in women's clothes, we all did it. Right. Just some of us went to being women and some of us did it for fun. Mm-hmm. So it, it, so separating the two is ridiculous. It was when, when I heard that about on, on RuPaul Drag Race, it was ridiculous to me. Mm. It was like, what? Because all of our lives, like you said, like post shows, our lives has been intertwined and interconnected. I do not, re- I do not 
remember a time in this gay life, in the living in the LGBT world, that I did not have a gay male friend. Mm. And that's how I feel about having a trans friend. Right. I I've don't, always I don't. had. At some point, I've had a, there's they they were involved in my life. They were involved in my circle. Mm -hmm. They were at some point. I, I just don't remember a time when they weren't. So separating them or somebody acting being weird about us being bunched together. And yes, I know that there's a difference in identity, but trying to say like the what you were just talking about. Well, I don't want to deal with the cross dressing. I don't want to deal with um. Oh, they did. When you get to dressing up, that's just doing too oh, much. Oh, I had a man tell me one time, sickening trade. Mm -hmm. He was like, and I, he was like, oh, you about to go. I, one of my training friends, I was like, oh, well, my friend's about to, she wants me to, I was sucking his dick in the car or something. I don't know. Uh -huh. And so then wearing the dick out, wearing the dick out. He was like, oh, well, what's up, dude? I said, oh, I got to go. My friend wants me. Oh, man, you be hanging out with them clowns. I say, why you, I say, what do you mean clowns? They, they fucking remind me of scary ass clowns, them old. Trans, trannies, transsexuals. I'm like, and then we go into another area. It's like, right. so do you think this is making you look more attractive by downing the trannies, or is this like a masculine versus feminine? Like you, you feel more what masculine is by yeah. yeah like, what, is what, this? Is this? what is this? What is this? Like, is this, does this go? <laughs> does it? What polls taught us in the first couple of episodes? You know, you gotta have somebody to put your your foot in. Your, yeah, your, your, to your, make their neck feel, yeah. to make you feel better. It's like. I, like, do you somehow think that you're different? Right. <laughs> that's what. That's the clocky thing about it. I like, should have asked him that. I should have asked him that too. <laughs> it's like, do you? Do you? Like, for some reason, because you don't put on girl clothes, you feel like that you are this special kind of gay. Cause my dick still went in your mouth, sir. Yes. And your throat. Yes. All of it. And you still. <laughs> and if we wasn't in this car. We would be getting plunged in our butts together. Right. That you still doing the same thing sexually that we all doing. You just not identifying as a woman. And <laughs> and the look in your face. And and the outside world. <laughs> and if the outside world looked at you, the, they would look at you in the same disgust that you're giving them. They call you all types of faggots, baby. Baby, you're not gonna be anything different. When it comes, when we're talking about the judgment of what so we're doing. So have a seat next to me on this boat here, <laughs> the rainbow boat. The rainbow boat. <laughs> get comfortable. It's Pride Month. Get mm -hmm. comfy. <laughs> Dude, understand that you are part of this boat. Yeah. And so that's what's weird to me when I see. Now, I don't get this the whole. Um, I don't get. I don't come in contact with gay men who are like. Um, Mask for mask, and oh. I don't get that. But I'm sure the I know the fem boys do. So, but I see it, and so and I and I run into dudes sometimes at parties, and I run into dudes sometimes in certain situations where they like you know I don't really do kind of fuck around like that, but um, with the the fem boys, I like I like they'll say that they're like masculine boys, and so and for some reason. Just like the guys who date us, date trans women who are down, I, I want to say down low, but who are undercover. And they, for somehow, they don't, like you can, I got an interview on my on, on this here show with a guy who does not identify with the gay community at all. And part of me is like, yes, you, you shouldn't identify with the gay community, but you should identify with the LGBT. 
<laughs> because you are one of the spouses. You are the love interest of the tea. Right. Of the tea. So you, you're in the community. You're just one of the spouses. They don't really want to be in the community. Right I know. Now, so. But, baby, you're a part of the community. You're just not coming to the clubs. You're not coming to the functions. You're not come, You're not identifying that, but you are a part of this community. We date somebody. I mean, girl. <laughs> and so the trying to undo the intertwinedness of trying to undo the interconnectedness of all of us is ridiculous. Right. I think it's ridiculous. It's counterproductive. I think that um I mean what type of what type of I mean, I'm trying to just imagine my gay life or my life period without just totally erased all the transgender friends that I've ever met. Just poof, y'all never existed in my life. Yeah. Like what? What would that? Mm. Yeah. I just. I just. I can't. My life would have been miserable because my gay friends in the beginning of my transition were the ones that protected me and made me feel love and made me feel, <clears throat> you know, like I had a family. Yeah. Because if I didn't have them. If I didn't have a Kiever, if I didn't have a Deja, if I didn't have a um, Cliff, if I didn't have a Dougie, if I didn't have a Mario, if I didn't have those people, like say, like in high school, Mario was my friend from the, my whole high school time. If I did not have Mario, who would have been my friend? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, some some fish, some, probably some fish, and then but you, then you don't relate to them, yeah, and then you only gonna be friends with them up until a certain point, and right, because then, then it changes, yeah, it's gonna be that's it, yeah, so, bye bye. I don't know, but it's what I've learned. What especially what I'm learning even more is that it's just important. It's important to keep. It's important to to support each other, basically. Right. Oh, we got the la la la's. Go ahead. No, oh. no. Yeah, so what I'm basically learning is that, like, it's important, it's extremely important to support each other, whether, you know, whatever. And it, it, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. Um, I'm In just, your life. Yeah. Like, we need every... We need every tentacle of support in this yeah. community. Like we, to, especially the change. We're talking about the change that we're seeing from the '80s on the show. Right. We did not get all the changes that we have because we were separate. Mm -hmm. No, we got the changes because we balled up as a fist. What's the um? What movie is that from? Where they said if you take put the fist uh, and ball it up and mighty blow mighty blow you gonna, oh God. a mighty blow what was that uh big mama said it uh that was big mama was come on soul food? soul food soul food soul yes. food the movie you know if you take all the fingers and put them together you can throw a mighty blow a mighty blow <laughs> <laughs> like and that's how we have knocked down the doors that we've knocked down even black folks like y'all want to separate from us Mm -hmm. We can't separate our blackness and our LGBTness. We can't. We just can't because we both. Right. <laughs> That's like being Latina and being black. I mean, <laughs> they can't separate. We'll have another discussion about that another time. I'm not having no discussion about <laughs> Afro Latino folks. You need education <laughs> on that. I do not. <laughs> Cardi B, when you get a moment, can you call uh, Marcia's plate? Thanks. No, thank you. We gotta do an interview with you real quick. You go to um, 
Instagram nipples and toes. Nipples, spell with a Z, and toes, T-O-E-Z, nipples and toes. Nipples and toes, I'll talk to him. On Instagram. Slide in DMs. You got some cute feet? Slide in DMs. Not shameless fetish promotion. So... So I think that I think that that's what it is. Even y'all black folks, like we can't, you can't separate the queer from your history. The March on Washington was organized by Bayard Rustin. He was a gay male. Uh, <laughs> like come hey. on, like the all the people, all the women who have made strides. There would not be a Diana Ross if we did not have a Josephine Baker. Come on, Joe. Who was a queer woman. I never knew that. <laughs> right. What? So you got to understand that there has been some queerness in the history. There has been some queerness in the history that pushed us forward. I never knew Josephine Baker was queer. Right. What? <laughs> so, read our autobiography, baby. I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to uh, take so a So we, we have been intertwined, and you cannot un take our contributions out of out of there would be no we we just talked about lucy p henderson on t with queen and j who is that t with queen and j no 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 no. oh lucy p henderson yeah. she's she she was one of the first i'm not the marriage. one that, i'm not the one to pretend like i know stuff so who is that? <laughs> she's a trans woman who back in the 20s um had a marriage rights case she lost but she had she it's on the books of her trying to fight to validate her marriage. Mm. Um, she was a madam in California in oh. Oak, Oxnard, Oxnard, California. Businesswoman, right? So we are intertwined within the history. We black queer folks are intertwined within it. Bessie Smith, queer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you get what I'm saying? There's so many people in history that were queer. That um, James Baldwin. Langston Hughes, like, Langston Hughes come on, yo. Like, y'all got to understand that we have been a part of this culture. I'm going to have to, like, Google some of these names. Yeah. Because I did not know they were queer. So, it's like, we, you can't uh, take us out of the history. Gay folks, come on. You can't take trans folks out of your history. You can't. You can't. We are part of it. It's all It's all the same. Right. We really? all marginalized we people. We are all the and same. And we're coming out of darkness of people, of the dark part of oppression. Like, I literally, in my mind, like, I know there's differences between being gay man and trans, mm-hmm. but in the grander scheme of things, right. I don't see no difference. We, I don't feel no difference. And when it comes to our oppression. Girl, stop. Right. Right, exactly. It's right. Stop. (laughs) So now we really gonna go. We really gonna go now. (laughs) All right, because I want to go smoke and get high. Make sure y'all check out the show. It is Sunday night tonight at nine. Is that nine o'clock? Is that nine central or nine eastern? Don't give me the line. I don't know. Yeah, you can Google all of that. It's Sunday at nine. It could be eastern or central. It's at nine. So. Check it out. Please watch. <laughs> Please tell your friends support, to watch. Please support. support. Us, us. Yes. Support the stuff that they make for us, baby, because it, when it comes back around right. for the we, next generation, they be like, well, they tried that in 2018, mm-hmm. and it didn't work. <laughs> They're giving it to us. It's here. It's good. Please take it, support Word it, out. and help us help it grow. Please. All righty. See y'all next weekend. Bye. Bye.
Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's going to be all right. Every little thing's going to be all right.